says, and the Pusa Kolazov, right? We see Moshe Rabbeini is giving all the Mechesh about all the gold and all the silver, everything that went into, um, into the Mishkan. So it's an interesting thing. You know, Pushpachat, we learned that Moshe Rabbeini was giving the Mechesh, we shouldn't think that he took anything or because it was a lot of money, he had to, give, be account, had to be accounted for. But he says it's just the opposite. So the Torah is telling us how much gold and silver went into the Mishkan to show us that it was, very, it was relatively little. How much was it already? So a little gold, a little silver. What was it to make all the Kailam in the Mishkan? It wasn't so much. He said, when you, when you compare it to the amount of oisher, the amount of, of, of uh, gold and silver, and, and the quantity that went into Basmigdash, in the, in the first Basmigdash, and Kolshkan, how much more so when it comes to the second Basmigdash, Binyan Hordas, you see it was, it was nothing. It was, it, was, it was almost nothing. Comparably, what went into the Mishkan, compared to what went into the Basmigdash, it was, it was very insignificant. An uh, insignificant amount. And what do you see? See that the Marakoid Hashem, the amount of his galas Hashchina that went on in the Mishkan was was so much more. It was it was it was constant. It was so much more than in Migdash Rishon. And forget about the second Mishkan, was much more than that. Now how could that be? We put in more gold, more silver, and more uh, riches and more everything into the second Mishkan, even more than the first, which was much more than the Mishkan. And the amount of Gilis Shchina and the amount of uh, uh, how much Hashem was Hashem's presence was there was much was much less. And that's why the Pusik is teaching us. This was relatively a small amount of gold that's over there. But there was a lot of Kvaidah You know why? This is teaching us that it's not the Kitzvah Oisha and the Goidl Habinyan that's making Ashur Sashchana. It's not what, it, what you think it is. Hashem says, everyone should give a lot of Nadovas, okay? We need a lot of... When, that, when Hashem has enough gold and silver, feel comfortable. No, that's not what it is. Hashem wants that people should do what they should. Hashem wants Yerush Shemayim. Hashem wants Nidvas Halev. That's what He needs. And when the Mishkan was built on that purity and sincerity that Hashem wanted... That's what made him feel comfortable there. And if the Mishkan was built with more of that than the first and second Mishkan, the fact that there was more riches and the more um, gold and silver and, and, and more material, that, that, that wasn't something that made Hashem necessarily more comfortable there. And this is a, a tremendous lesson. A lesson you know, talking about looking to bring Sometimes people think that, you know, okay, the more gold and silver. And I don't just mean gold and silver because people think that you have a nice house. I mean to say that even when it comes to Shalom bias, even when it comes to relationship, and you want to build a home in a way that you want Hashem to be there, right? So what do you want to do? You want to, you want to give what you think you're supposed to give. And you're going to buy a lot of gifts. You're going to try to make someone feel good with the, whatever it is that looks like they need, more possession. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. There's, there's something about the feeling. There's something about the intention. There's something about the closeness. And sometimes it's, it's, not, it's not what people think it is. It's not what people say it is. Very often people uh, have issues, emotional bias, and relationships, and they're complaining about something. If only you would spend more time with me, if only you would give me more gifts, if only you would do this for me, if only you would um, 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 behave in a certain way. And it looks like that's the issue. And people fall for it, and they start doing more and more of it. And they start giving more and more of it, and it's not really helping the relationship. You think that the Shekhanah Shreib and I am all of a sudden going to start blossoming, because now I, I don't know, I'm, I'm home to help more. You, t- you say you need help, I'm home two hours a day, three hours a day. I'm giving you whatever I could. I'm, I'm letting you swipe credit cards like crazy. It's not helping the relationship. Right? You told me that if only I would uh, do this or do that or, or dress a certain way or do something. That's not, that's not what it is. It's the feeling. It's taking someone seriously. It's making someone feel good. And very often what they're saying they need is just a cover-up or, or they didn't even realize that it's just the outcome of the way they feel. And that's why so often people you know, get into all the technicalities and all the... And just the, the examples of what's bothering someone without realizing what it really is. How do, how do I make this person feel good? 
How can I make this person feel? How can I make my spouse, how can I make my husband, my wife feel that I really care for them, I love them, I'm there for them? Is it just by giving more time? Is it just by giving more money? Is it just by doing what they asked me to do? Or something more than that? It's making them feel good. Showing them that I care for them. Showing them that I want to. Maybe when they know that I, that I respect them, I need them, then even if I'll give less, they'll be happier. And if I can't do that, if I can't make them feel good, then even if I give more, they won't be happy. So that's something to think about. And let me mention a question over here. See how this applies to so many situations. Dear Rabbi, things have been quite tense between me and my wife recently. My, my wife claims that I'm not from enough for her. She keeps complaining that she got a very different picture of who I am when we dated. I, on the other hand, think that it's not my duty to change my very essence and become a person I'm not, simply because this is not what my wife expected me to be. I did nothing deliberate to mislead her into thinking I'm someone else, and I think it's her duty to find the ability to accept me for who I am. The things she complains about are admittedly very minor and unimportant, but important enough to damage our relationship. Please advise me on how I can sort this out to everyone's satisfaction. Thanks a lot. Okay. You have a, a young man complaining that his wife says he's not from enough, and he thinks that it's her duty to accept him for who he is, especially if he didn't fool her. Um... And, and another thing I just want to point out here is that he writes that the things she complains about are admittedly very minor and unimportant, but important enough to damage a relationship. So that's something to think about. Again, you're talking about something minor or unimportant, but it doesn't seem we're talking about anything major, right, or very significant or very uh, game-changing, but on the, at the same time, it's, it's disturbing your relationship. How is that? And this is something that I just mentioned, that we, ju- we were just mentioning over here, about this word, about the Mishkan and the Bismigdash. Very often, it looks like when you shine the spotlight, you're going to notice... The frumkite, you're going to notice a certain something. Wow, this is what it is. When you think about it, is that really what it is? How could it be? It's so minor and so trivial and so insignificant. Could it be that people would just discard a, a marriage because of it? Like, it doesn't even make sense. And very often when it comes to frumkite in general, you have people complaining that my husband's not from enough, my wife is not from enough. It goes both ways. I mean, this is, this is uh, both ways. Men, women, women, men, it's the same everywhere. I mean, every, wherever, wherever it's there, right? I'm, I'm living with someone that's from enough. I wish they would have more Yerushimayim, more things. I wish they would do things the way I want, basically. Right? When you think about it, it would, it would almost seem like, you know, take a, a young man who's complaining his wife is not firm enough, I have a whole list of those, and, he, and a woman who's complaining that her husband's not firm enough, and just put them together. Wouldn't it be great? Now, I could tell you from experience, dealing with people and knowing them a little, uh, that it wouldn't be great. Ah, that's, what I, that's my feeling. My experience is telling me that taking the person who's complaining his wife is not firm enough and taking the woman who's complaining her husband's not firm enough and putting them together... I don't think that will make for a great relationship. You know why? Because very often that's not what it is. That's only the, the marshal. That's where it's coming out. That, that's what they're complaining about. That's, what they're, that's where they're noticing a certain something. That's where something's bothering me. Because I'm, I'm noticing a certain, a certain behavior that's bothering me. And I'm calling it not from enough. I'm not saying that it's never the issue. I'm not saying that it would never help to change it. But very often, that's just, that's just where something is coming in. That's where a certain uh, uncomfortable feeling, that's where an emotional challenge is popping up. Oh, not from enough. But very often, that's not really what it is. Now, now let me just, let's go back and discuss this a little bit. From enough. When it comes to relationships in general, I spoke about this many times, it comes to boundaries, it comes to understanding what belongs to who in a relationship. Even though we're together, even though we're united, even though we're one, as in one couple, we're still two individuals. For one person to dictate what the other person should do, say, think, or even behave on a personal level, where it's not affecting you or the other person uh, directly, is wrong. I want that you should do something in a certain style. I want you should do things in a cer- certain way. But, but it's your thing. Now, am I not allowed to want? I'm allowed to want. Am I not allowed to express what I want? I'm allowed to express what I want. But that's where it ends. 
to dictate, you should do something a certain way, even though you're the one doing it. But that's because I want you to do that. In other words, me and you should both be doing things the way I want. That doesn't make sense. And unfortunately, this is what people, um, you know, this is what people um, fall, fall into this problem often. Now, I was just working on the editing of my Yiddish book, my book in Yiddish, which is coming out soon, Mitzvah Shem. And, and I was discussing with my editor this section over here about boundaries. Now, it's interesting because there, there's parts of the bound, parts of a relationship that are mine, that belong to me, parts that belong to you. And it's important for everyone to be respectful of both. I should respect what's mine, and I shouldn't let you just step all over me and, and, and take control over what really should belong to me. And the same as the other way around, I shouldn't take control over you. Now, for some people, there's something that I was clarifying as I was editing. For some people, it's easier to respect mine. In other words, they're confident enough and they're strong enough to make sure that nobody tells them what to do. But when it comes to respecting what's yours, that's, what, that's where it's hard for them. For some people, it's just the opposite. When it comes to yours, they wouldn't even think of telling the other person what to do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think, I wouldn't even try. Either because I don't think it's my territory or because I'm afraid of you or whatever it is, I, I wouldn't even try. But when it comes to me, that's where I need help to realize that, you know what, this really does belong to me. I should not be doing it uh, the way someone else wants if, I, if I'm really not comfortable with it or, or just because someone told me to. Whatever it is, there's something about being yes from enough, not from enough. There's something about this that always needs the, the understanding of what really belongs to all of you. And I understand that there are things that do touch upon halacha, that there are things that touch upon hashkafa, that are things that touch upon masoira. I'm not saying that everything is just, okay, let everyone be, let everyone live, and let live, and, and nobody should tell each other what to do, and a husband should never tell a wife, and wife. I don't mean to bring out that point. I'm just saying that when it comes to frumkite issues, very often, there's what people don't realize that, you know what, this is your thing. Now, I don't know what you call from enough, so there was no examples here. I don't know if from enough means that you should dress a certain way, or talk a certain way, or do things a certain way. If, well, if the issue over here we're talking about is... Um, you know, being erlich and, and, and uh, living in a, in, in a way that's uh, halacha or, or things that really have to happen, and of course that's what you have to do. I mean, it's a question. Because your wife is telling you to do it, you're not going to do it. I remember once I spoke a while back about somebody wrote in complaining. Somebody wrote in complaining that his, uh, his wife reminds him to bench. He gets up after the meal and he doesn't bench, she reminds him to bench and he can't handle it. Why should she remind him to bench? Why should she tell him what to do? Uh, you know, I, I remember saying that, that you, know, you have to bench. As a matter of fact, if she notices you're not benching, she's probably supposed to tell you. She has to tell you. If you see anyone not benching, it doesn't have to be your husband. If you see a neighbor not benching, you should probably tell them too. You know, so if you're not going to do what you're supposed to do and then get upset when somebody's telling you what to do, you have to realize that you know that, that you got to do what's right. But if it's just a style or a behavior or something that you know she would wish her husband would do it, or I would wish my wife would do something, it's a point we have to realize that you know what, this person is their own person. No, especially, he didn't fool me when we were dating, so if that's what he likes to do, maybe I should accept it. Now, you mentioned that a wife's duty is to accept. Is it a duty? I don't know. I, never, I, I don't remember seeing that duty. I mean, a wife has to be respectful. But a wife's duty to accept a husband, it's not a duty. But it's definitely a smart thing to do. If you don't accept someone, you don't know how to accept someone, and accept that somebody is different than you, accept that somebody likes different things than you, very often it's going to hurt your relationship long term. If you can't come to that kind of acceptance, you know what? This is the person I married. If I would have had a choice or I could make them out of uh, Play-Doh and make my own kind of uh, spouse, maybe I would make it a little more from. But sometimes it's, it's, there's acceptance that, I, that that's, that's just so, so important. So again, just to make sure you're doing the right thing before I go on. You know, like I said before, you, you're not benching or you're not doing something you're supposed to and your wife claims that it's called frumkite. You claim it's not frumkite. Ask your of. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. It's crucial to have a rov or das or someone to make sure you're doing the right thing. Just to say, listen, it's a boundary issue. You shouldn't tell me to be more from. Let me do my own thing. I decided it's okay. I don't have to go to shul. I don't have to this. I don't have to that. Again, you have a rub. You talk to someone. You make sure you're doing the right thing. Why be so confident and secure 
and, and you know, sure of yourself when your wife is trying to hint to you that you're really doing the wrong thing. It's happening the other way around. Your husband is telling you you should be doing things differently. Before you get into the whole uh, defensive mode, I am from enough, I'm not from enough, he thinks I'm not from enough, make sure you're doing the right thing. I don't want anyone listening to this to say, oh, you see, so you shouldn't tell me what to do anymore, you should accept me, you shouldn't accept me. Are you doing the right thing? Did you ask someone if you're doing the right thing? Again, every couple should have someone that they agree upon asking and, and, and submitting to a third party of, of, of Erlichkeit and Torah. That's not a question. But if it's a question just of style, I wish you would do things a little different. I wish you would do things my way, this way, that way. That, that's where a lot of acceptance you know, comes in. Now, being that the husband is the one that's asking over here, he didn't ask me if he should accept his wife. He say his wife is accepting The question is she's not accepting him. So one thing I want to be very clear about. Don't debate your wife. Very often people get very passionate about this. It is Eilich, it's not Eilich, it is from, it's not from, I don't have to be from. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. So often somebody is not accepting your level of from kind. It's not because, it's not because it wasn't clarified what is or isn't from and you have to debate something. It's, it's because that's how they feel about something. And you're allowed to express your feelings as well. Don't, don't argue and don't debate the idea or the topic and don't tell them how they should be feeling. Say how you feel. I would feel much better if you told it to me like this. Or it hurts my feelings when you say this about me. That's it. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah, but, but you didn't, but you didn't. Okay, that's it. You clarified how you felt. That's good. You're allowed to. In a very respectful way, you're allowed to clarify how you feel. And debating someone or trying to prove someone wrong, or even in this area, debating about, it, it's your, it, it is your place to say something, not your place. That's, that's usually not going to get you anywhere. It just makes people more defensive and, and, and they feel the need to clarify their position even more. Why is a lot of bother me? It is bothering me. It isn't bothering me. All that. But, but let me say something that may be a little, a little more helpful over here. The, the reason why you shouldn't debate your wife is not only because it's not going to help you, but because part of your debating your wife is actually disrespecting her perspective. And this is where people make the mistake very often. My wife thinks she's so from. She doesn't accept me. She thinks I'm not from enough. And that's why I'm going to prove to her that, no, I'm right and she's wrong. And people don't realize. Sometimes they do, it, they do it openly. Sometimes they do it very subtly. But there's no reason for that. The more you debate your wife about what Frumkat really is or what it really isn't or what it's supposed to be or what's important in life or what's not important in, and all that stuff, she's feeling the challenge just like you are. In other words, just like you don't, feeling, you don't like feeling not from enough, she doesn't like feeling too from. And sometimes I'll tell you, sometimes it's, it's both the, right thing, the smart thing to do and even the right thing to do to be okay with the fact that somebody is more from than you. It's okay. Now I know some people take it to an extreme. Some people say it's not good. Your too from is no good. Yeah. We, I spoke about this once, I remember Shir also with somebody who was complaining. It was actually a written essay recently from an old Shir. Somebody complained that his wife is too from and she, she has these radical ideas and all that. Instead of fighting it, instead of showing someone how radical and, and irrational they are and how wrong they are, what's going to happen if you tell your wife, you know what, I really respect your frumkite in this area. I'll tell you the truth, I wish I could be like that. It's such a, it's such a good thing. I know it's coming from Yerushimayim. I know it's coming from you know, doing things in the best way possible. I, I wish I could do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't have within me. I don't have the feeling for it. It's not my thing. But I respect it. So often, if somebody would feel that you respect their uh, way of doing things, right? And, and, they, and you see that they're doing it in a real good way. You, you, you definitely respect it. You know that it's uh, maybe better. What would happen if you admit to someone that you know that they're doing things better than you? I know it's not easy because that means that, that I'm not so good. Again, you could, you could be great. You could be doing things the right way as well. But somebody else is doing it better. What's the problem? I wish I would have it within me to do things the way you're doing it. So often people have this thing about, uh, you know, I let her do whatever she wants, but why is she making me crazy? The way you say it, I let you do whatever you want. You can make yourself crazy. You don't have to eat this, you don't have to go there, you don't have to do that. Just let me be. The way you're saying it with that 
apathetic and even dismissive attitude of, of you, you want to make yourself crazy, do it yourself. Don't, don't, don't look at me. Why? What's wrong with being respectful to someone else's standard? Now, I know that sometimes it causes a lot of tension in a house and sometimes in a marriage it's not healthy and you have two different standards. I, I know, I know that this could be a lot of times an issue. I'm just trying to bring out a point that sometimes it's okay to be respectful of the fact that somebody has a certain, a certain style, a certain way of doing things, a certain, a, a, a certain uh, stringency, a certain chemr or something. And when you're respectful of that and they don't feel challenged by it, maybe they'll feel also less challenged of imposing it on you. It's fine. I respect that you do things a certain way and I'm very proud of you. It means so much to me. Uh, but, but, but the kids are going to, I don't want them to see it. Stop being so defensive and, and a lot of the tension will go away. And, and it's okay. I think many of us know, many of us, that between our two parents, we all have two parents, right? One is maybe a little more careful about a certain thing than the other. And, and, and we grow up with it, and it's fine. And some, some of us choose to do things the way the father did and the mother did. And as long as it didn't become an issue and a shown bias issue, it's, it's not terrible. And nothing's going to happen if one of your children um, do something a little firmer because that's how your spouse did it. So that's, that's something to think about. And of course, of course, there's always, when we talk about boundaries in general, it's, there's always, it's always important to mention that there's a third a boundary, there's mine, there's yours, and then there's ours. There are things in our marriage and relationship that pertain to two people. Now, I'm not saying that a husband has to listen to the wife and shouldn't listen to the wife, and the Torah says that he's really the boss. I know. But sometimes there's something about the way we do things in, in areas that do affect both of us. And this is a very important point. If you want me to be more from about something that I do, that I address, something personal, and really I'm doing it just fine, that's good. I'm allowed to know that I can do things the way I want. If I want you to do things in a way that I want, that's, 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 that's your place. But then there are things that we do together. Things that pertain to our home, to the children, to the places we go. And it's important to not turn that into a power struggle, but to turn that into a, an area where we take each other seriously. Both because I should make sure that you take me seriously and you understand what I want. Because this pertains to both of us. And that I take you seriously. And when this kind of power struggle you know, you know, falls away, because we know that this is something that we're going to take each other seriously and discuss and if we can't uh, figure it out in ourself, uh, on our own, we're going to ask someone how we should be doing things. That's also something that's very helpful in these kind of relationships where people get uh, stuck. And one more point that I want to make before, before I go on to the other side of the story is that sometimes you want to do something more from because you want to. Let me, let, me, let me clarify what this means. I'm not talking about when somebody tells you you have to do things a certain way, it's not from enough, and now you're afraid and you start doing it, because sometimes that's a problem. You, you're, you're enabling a certain control issue by, by doing something the way somebody told you you have to do it. But sometimes you know that if you do something a certain way, it's going to make your wife feel good. If you do something a certain way, it's going to make your husband feel good. And they didn't tell you you have to. And you, and, and you don't have to. And you don't like to. But you know what? I'll do it anyway, because this is going to make them feel good. I remember talking to somebody whose wife had an issue with a certain certain ashgachas and certain kashras things, whatever it was. And he told me, you know, first of all, at home, I'm always careful about it. And I never tell my children anything different than the way my wife wants to do it, because it's important to her. And I never let my children see that I would do it differently because, you know, I, I don't want them to get mixed messages. And when I'm really on my own, and not my children, not my wife will see what I'm doing, then I'm not so mucked but on this thing because it means nothing to me. And when it's hard for me to, to, to do this because I'm, I'm away from, I'm in a different town or whatever it is, I do things differently. Now, in the Yiddish Asher this week, I spoke about being honest to a spouse and people, you know, live a, a double life and they're fooling their wives and not being honest. I'm not going to go into the whole discussion now again about how honest and open you have to be and, and why it's wrong to do something behind someone's back or if it's wrong or how much you're allowed to do on your own. Just the idea that if you know that something's important to someone and it's not a control issue, nobody's telling you you have to. And on your own you decide, you know what, why not? Uh, well, I, I don't like to, it's not so easy for me, but I'll do it anyway. 
I'll do it anyway because to her it means something. Because to him it's important. So let me do things this way. That's that's it, it, it's always a smart thing to do. Now, I'm not saying always, I'm not saying in every area, I'm not saying you should always be doing things the way someone else wants. You shouldn't be afraid of, of someone, but it's just something to think about. Sometimes it's worth doing something the way someone else wants because it makes them happy, not because you have to. Now, let me let me turn this around. To all the wives, okay, or all the husbands that are making their spouse feel not from enough and telling them, telling them, I don't know if you word it like this, you're not from enough, or, but you give the general message to someone that you're not, you're not what I want you to be. Right? Aside from the fact that, like I said, it's wrong, and that person can do what they want, and there's no reason to control someone. But something wrong with, with generalizing and making someone feel no good. Okay? You're not, you're not neat enough. You're not ehrlich enough. You're not smart enough. You're not social enough. You're not... So often people give these, these general labels. When it comes to Frumkite, you hear it often. Very no good. Very no good. Aside from being wrong, it's very no good. It's not, it's not good for you. When you tell someone that they're not from enough... Right? And you generalize that. The first thing you did was you said, I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with you. When, you're not, when someone feels you're not happy with them, it's, it's very hard for them to take you seriously because you're not happy with me. Yeah, so do it this way, I'll be happy with you. I know, but to do, do, to do this for a person who's not happy with me is <laughs> not too tempting. That's the first thing. The second thing is that when you generalize, you tell someone you're not from enough, why should I even bother doing this differently or that differently? You just told me a big general thing. And you told me a big general thing, it's not going to change so fast. Even if I do this different or that different, you're not going to be happy. In other words, you didn't pinpoint something that's bothering you and say, you know, I would appreciate it if you could do this differently and ask nicely. You generalize that I'm not good. Now, why should I try to do something differently if I'm not good anyway? Now, sometimes people say, well, if only... You... No, but it's true. But I'm not good anyway. I, I, I know. And then there's the, 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 the third thing about just labeling someone and getting personal. You're not from enough. Why are, you, why are you getting personal? Why are you hurting someone? Why are you telling someone that they have a problem? Recently, a guy was complaining to me. His wife keeps on telling him, "Well, yeah, it's, it's because we have OCD. What, what, anything that happens at home, literally anything. When when he wants to go early, it's because he has OCD. When he's not ready, it's because he has OCD. You keep on telling him, you have OCD, you have OCD, you have OCD. Are, are you are you making that person feel good? How's that person supposed to take you seriously? How are things supposed to get better if you keep on knocking someone, telling someone you're not from enough, or you're not what I thought you were, or you're not what I want? That's getting personal and it's hurtful. You're hurting your relationship." So those are just three points, uh, you know, but, but um, showing somebody you're not happy with them and generalizing to a point where anyway it won't help much to do something differently and then getting personal, labeling someone is, is, is never good. Yeah, it's, cause, it's, because, it's because you're an addict, it's because your upbringing, it's because you came from that home, it's because these things don't help. I know you're saying it in a way because you think you're going to manipulate someone into doing what you want because now you're hurting their feelings and maybe they're going to have to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't help. So that's, that's uh, you, you definitely much better off being specific and being appreciative and saying, you know what, you do this a certain way, it's probably, it's probably just fine. I like when it's done a different way. I would appreciate if you could do this thing differently for me. And you don't have to. And if they do, you, you appreciate that they did. And they feel good because you know what, you zoomed in on something and it's worth it for me to make you feel good. So I'm going to do it differently because of you. And you're going to be happy. I'm not going to do this in the hopes that all of a sudden my label will become I became firmer. I'm doing this because you asked me for something specific. It's so much easier to do something, to do something for someone when it was specific and appreciated than, than when, when it's a general thing and makes someone feel unappreciated and, and, and all that. So, and another thing is Bechlal, you see it with children all the time as well. You don't want someone to identify as a problem. You tell someone you're not from enough, right? And now they have to bend over backwards to change that identity all because you want me to be from? Like, I'm anyway not from enough? That, that's, not, that's not good. To tell someone you're so from, and if you could just do this differently, it would mean a lot to me. With children, you're a good boy. You're a good girl. 
and they want to identify as being good, and they know that by doing something a drop differently, you know, it will help them fit into the identity that you have about them and that they have about themselves, you know, that, that's always more helpful than having someone feel that in general they're no good and, and having, having a, a no good identity. And like I said before, I, I told your spouse, right, I told the person that's not from enough to make sure he has a rav or, or a dastar, and he's making sure that he's from enough. Well, I think you should do the same. If you ever feel that your spouse is not from enough, talk to a rav, talk to a dastar, and make sure that you're right, that the person is not from enough. Because maybe they are. Maybe they are. And very often, and this is really what I, what I want to end off with, very often these kind of conversations of from enough, not from enough, and these kind of standards, and, 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 and mahalchem, you know, this kind of... Uh, style of doing things, the more from away, less from away. Very often, it has nothing to do with Yerush Let me say this, it has nothing to do with Yerush Very many people that are, are very from in the way they do things, it's not because they're more Yerush It's a nature, it's a personality, sometimes it's an upbringing. It's a certain style how I like to do things. I like to do things in a from away. It's beautiful, by the way, it's beautiful. But it's not always coming from more Yerush you have someone who's doing things in a less firm way. It's not coming from less Yerush It's coming from, oh, it's my style. Just take it easier. And interestingly, you'll see that even to make the Tzadikim, good people, people that are doing things the way they should, you see the difference in style. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's never Yerush I'm not saying that there's no lack of firm that isn't Yerush or there's no firm that is Yerush I'm saying in general, these kind, of, these kind of different styles that people have, one person looking always to be the more from, and the other person always to just be a little more chilled out. Very often it's just the personality, just the nature. And so often these debates where people start fighting with each other and debating each other and showing the other one how you're so from and you're so OCD and you're so ibigatrib and there's no reason for it, or the other one saying you're not from enough and you're always so chilled out and you're always taking everything so lightly, these, these, these debates don't help. Because when you, when you debate someone's personality, when you debate someone's nature, when you debate someone's mindset, you don't get anywhere. You know what you get? You get the other person to feel very unaccepted, very unloved. So is it a duty to make someone feel accepted and accepting where they are? I don't know if it's a duty. But if that's who they are, and that's who you're married to, I think it's what you might want to do. So when we can understand each other, we can understand that you're not changing someone necessarily to be more from, and you don't want to make someone feel that they're not from enough for you. And on the other hand, you want to understand your wife, you want to understand your husband, if there's things that she wants, or he wants, then maybe it's good I to do them to make them happy. And express how you feel and have open communication and come to acceptance about each other. She should accept you, However, from you are, you should accept her, however, from she is. We should give each other that respect and that acceptance we need. That can help us, let's live together. Bahav Ahva, Shulam Varayas.